0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 44 of the Multiverse Fancast. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Mags, and with me is Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you today? I'm doing well, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing well. We got a lot to talk about tonight. Yes, we do. So exciting. So exciting. Are we going to do some singing? So excited. There it is. All right. Just can't hide it. Melissa Benoit's got nothing on you, buddy. No, neither does Grant Gustin. Besides good looks, charms, you know, riches. Okay, no, I do have charm. I have some of those. No. <laughs> I have the very smallest amount of
1: those things. All right. If you, if you add up everything I have, that equals to like maybe half of what he does, an eighth of what he does.
0: Okay. Um, but we right. we
1: agree to disagree.
0: Uh, all right then. <laughs> so uh, we are going to be doing a little bit of catch up, a little bit of house cleaning for us because uh, we're mustard. a little bit behind. Oh my god! It's gonna be that. It's I'm gonna be that episode. Very
1: punny today. Oh, I want
0: to kill him. <laughs> but anyway, family so, friendly. Uh, I want to punch him in the face. That's better. <laughs> Is it weird that that's like family friendly nowadays? Punching Ex- in the face, excessive violence, <laughs> right? But, but um, we are going to be doing two of each episode. We're going to be talking about two episodes of Supergirl, Flash, Legends, and Arrow, just to ke- play a little catch up. We were gonna, don't give me that look when I say catch up. Uh, we were going to do a separate episode, but we figured it'd be a little bit easier for us and for you guys if we just doubled up. But uh, we're gonna we double something- up. <clears throat> mm. Really? Yeah. Did you just sort of mix a lot, me Yes, I did. All right then, hey duet, let's duet together. You ever see how uh, walk hard? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> we're already going on tangents. It's awesome. So before we do that, we do have a little bit of uh, trailer talk. Yes, we do, sir. That's gonna be a new thing, I think. Trailer talk. Trailer talk. Because uh, TT time. Yeah, a little triple T. Time for the triple T. Trailer talk time. Yeah. Yeah, I'll explain it when or you're older. TT time. TT time. No, that sounds like something else. Touche Touche Man all these T words <laughs> Mr. Terrific's coming up next But uh, anyway So we had two very big trailer drops uh, This past
1: Boom week. goes the dynamite
0: Alright then <laughs> um, Let's start off with We had our Justice League trailer yes. And we had our Spider-Man trailer Yes Which had the better lead up For me Justice League Yeah they, they released all these like Little tiny clips yeah. of, of characters Yes um, so they did like, I think it was like Cyborg Flash, uh, Aquaman. Aquaman, Wonder Woman, yeah. then Batman I think had his own. Yeah. They didn't do one for Superman. Because he's not going to be in it. All right. We're going to talk about that. All right. So this Justice League trailer dropped. Initial yes. thoughts? I don't know. Like you don't know but what your that, thoughts that, are that, no. or you don't know
1: about the movie? I don't know about the movies because okay. think of it this way. Batman versus Superman. All that hype over the trailer And what happened? The hype was real. But Uh, so I'm like kind of, I almost want to say pessimistic. Because like the trailer, amazing. I wouldn't say it got me excited because of Batman vs Superman. We got excited when we saw the trailer and then that happened. But for this, it it looks like it's a step in the right direction.
0: Mm -hmm. And hopefully it is. They did do one of the best Batman lines ever. Yeah. What's your superpower again? I'm rich. I really hope that, like, the scene just ends there. Yeah. Um, I'm in the same boat with you. You know, I'm... Listen, I'll defend Batman vs Superman to a degree, but I understand it's not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. Like, it has a lot of flaws for all the good it had. Yes. Um, same with Suicide Squad. Like, you and I both really like Suicide Squad, but, you know, obviously, movie-wise, it's Mm kind of... Meh. Yeah. Um... But I, I really enjoyed the trailer. Unfortunately, I remember being excited about all the other yeah. trailers. Um, Man of Steel not so much because Man of Steel kind of hit my expectations for the most part, and I enjoyed it. Batman vs Superman, I will, and Suicide Squad, I'll easily admit that the trailers got a lot of hype going. Yeah, and then the movie fell flat. Yeah, I mean,
1: really, for Suicide Squad, the problem was was they did it to the music. Yeah, and it was like cut scenes from a bunch of different things, so it wasn't like. And then all the One good scene or whatever, like every other trailer usually is. And then
0: all the good scenes were cut out. Yeah, I still want to hear Jared Leto say, "I can't wait to show you my toys." Yes, because I thought that was a great scene in the trailer. But um, visually, it looks awesome. The yeah. only thing that I know I'm a little uh, about, I don't know about you, is uh, Cyborg looking a little too animated. Yes, like he doesn't look real. Yep. But um, I mean.
1: Uh, What did you think of,
0: since we're going to be talking about Flash tonight, what did you think of seeing a little bit more of Barry's powers in this? I'm starting to like this Flash. He's growing The blue blue lightning? Yes, the blue lightning, yeah. The blue lightning is a little jarring for me because he's red. He should be wearing blue if that's the case. Okay, fair. But if you think of
1: fire, right? So the bottom of the flame is that like orangey-yellow color. But the higher you go, the bluer
0: and then the whiter it gets, right? I mean, I was just thinking, like, lightning's blue. Like, electricity's blue. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. But, you know, <laughs> you do you, buddy. Hey, I'm just saying. Get, get deep with the metaphor. and uh, I am. It's, yeah, okay. All right. Very metaphoric. Um, I did like, there's a couple of shots of him that I really liked. One was, we saw it in the first trailer. It's a shot of him in like the sewers, but yeah. now they made it a bigger shot where he's actually fighting like, a, it looks like a parademon. Yeah. And you see him moving kind of like at super speed and he kind of just appears in places. I thought that was cool. Yes. And then there's a shot of him just plain out running. Yeah. There, there were a couple of good shots of Flash. Yeah. But who was the star of this trailer? Honestly. No. Not you. I wasn't going to say me. You were going to say you. No, I was going to say Aquaman. Aquaman. I know Rob and I had a, a discussion. Of, he did not like how when Aquaman jumped off the batmobile it didn't look real he would have preferred if the batmobile like skidded to a stop and sent him flying i watched it again after he told me that and you could see aquaman like bend his knees and jump yeah i mean i don't have a problem with it but i i feel like Aquaman's gonna be the hulk of this movie yeah he's gonna steal the show a little bit oh yeah but um, i hope so i also there were some great visuals with batman yep. like we don't need to be sold on this batman as much no or this wonder woman she's gonna get her own film we need to be sold on Aquaman we need to be sold on the DC universe I'll say it that too you know and it's funny because people are complaining that there was no Superman in this trailer but it's the same people that complains that the last Batman vs Superman trailer gave everything away
1: I mean are we even gonna see Batman at all in this movie you mean Superman i oh, sorry Superman <laughs> brain fart
0: brain fart you don't have the necessary equipment for a brain fart
1: you're right I don't have any farts
0: exactly <laughs> but um as far as we know Superman's gonna be in it we just don't know how much.
1: I'm telling you right now, he's probably only going to be in the, like the last ten minutes or something.
0: I'd be really upset if that's the case. Well, I mean,
1: aren't they making a part two? I don't know. So, I mean, you could just have him
0: in part two. That's no, all. I'd rather see him for the last, the last act, like the last third. Yeah, like I, I could tolerate that.
1: Yeah, but that's I mean, is it? In. You don't want to make it worthy enough to put it in a trailer, though.
0: Yeah. So, only time will tell. We're yeah. cautiously optimistic, though. But let's talk about the other trailer that we liked just as much, I can yeah. say.
1: We're going to go home to Homecoming?
0: Yep, Spider-Man Homecoming. So the only reason this doesn't get
1: me too excited is probably about 80% of this
0: we've already seen.
1: There was nothing really
0: new to it. Um, my challenge with it is I kind of feel like I know how the movie's going to go. Yeah. In order. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen any of these trailers, we're really sorry about the spoilers, but anyway, um, I feel like this, this Spider-Man trailer, as much as I loved it, like there was some really oh, good yeah. stuff in it, and I'm a big Spider-Man fan. Like He's my number one Marvel character. Loser. What do you mean loser? You. Not not Spider-Man. You. Yeah. I loved seeing his his obese friend try on the suit. Yes. That made my day. Because yes. that'd be me if, if Peter Parker was my friend. Uh, do you know that guy? I stole the shield. Like I really wish they had they didn't give away the Captain America cameo in the movie. I know, right? Um, that's like super upsetting. Yeah. But um There's a little I've, workout video. Yeah <laughs> in gym class. It's funny, if we lived in a Marvel world, we'd see things like that all the time. Oh yeah. Um my challenge is they they literally gave away like I'm sure there are gonna be surprises for us and there's gonna be things we don't know. But I feel like I know how this movie's gonna go. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna get a suit. No, he has the suit. Well, well, that's what I'm saying.
1: He gets the suit. He fights without Iron Iron Man. It looks like like Iron Man wants him not to to fight.
0: Not even not to fight, just more like the ground level stuff. Like the stuff he was already doing. And leave like the supervillains to the Avengers. And it looks like halfway through, he doesn't. And a boat gets ripped in half.
1: And then Stark's like, you know what? Give me that suit back.
0: Yeah. Um, And then Peter has to fight. Vulture, and it looks like it looks like shocker too, yeah, with his old, old raggedy suit, suit or whatever. Which I'm yeah. not feeling, no. Um, I could see it maybe like the last fight if he had to, but
1: you know what it kind of reminds me of?
0: What my Halloween costume?
1: No, you know, when like you're younger, and people pretend to be ghosts and they throw a sheet over themselves <laughs> a little bit, yeah, eyes? yeah, his is just blue, <laughs> yeah, blue and red,
0: but yeah, I mean. I feel like the trailer gave away beat for beat what kind of movie we're looking for. Unfortunately. Um, could could we be thoroughly surprised? Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. But um, I hope we are, to be honest with you. This movie needs to do well, because Marvel's already talk or uh, Sony. Sony. Sony's already talking about how after the sequel, they have the option to pull the character back. Yeah. And now they're talking about doing, like, a Venom movie and a Black Cat Silver Sable movie that's not connected to the MCU.
1: I would like Venom, but that's it.
0: I, I really, if they're going to do Venom, they really should put him in the MCU because yeah. that'd be an awesome character for me Oh, them yeah, to that's use. Nice. They want to create this Spider Verse, and, like, yeah, I'm down. You know, don't get me wrong, but put it in the MCU. Yeah. You don't need to do your own X Men thing. No. Nah. But um, unfortunately, I'm throwing up because. Which I... trailer did you like more? Justice League. Explain.
1: All right. Um, like I said, it didn't get me more excited for the movie than home than Spider-Man's homecoming, but it's just new material that we haven't seen before while mm-hmm. Spider-Man's, it was literally like 80 to 90% of it was stuff we've already seen. Yeah. So they added a couple different things in there. We got to see Vulture a little bit better, mm-hmm. but that was really it. And then we got to see a little bit more interaction between Stark and Peter Parker other than that, there was nothing new to it. That was the only that's really like the only reason why I'm liking Justice League trailer better because mm. we saw more of it other than the little snippets we've seen.
0: I think I agree. Like when we first saw the um the what's it called? The the first Justice League teaser, you could definitely tell that they put that together really quick for Comic Con. Oh, yeah. Um the first Spider Man homecoming trailer though, it, it was pretty legit. Like they oh, yeah. they put some time into it. The Spider Man homecoming trailer felt like uh, expansion on what we already saw. Yeah. This Justice League trailer showed us a lot of cool stuff that we haven't seen. So, um, I, I'll agree that the Justice League trailer got me a little bit more hyped. Yeah. But, again, still cautiously optimistic. Yes, unfortunately. All right, so we're going to be jumping into... Uh, we have two episodes of Supergirl to do. Yes. So, uh, do you have that synopsis?
1: Yes, I do. So, the first one we're going to talk about is the episode titled Starcrossed. So, the doc... That- Daxamites demand the humans to relinquish Manal, who surrenders. Kara accompanies him and learns that Manal is actually the prince of Daxam. The ship is commanded by his parents, who want him to lead his people and rebuild Daxam. Kara becomes angry with Manal for lying to her, and then she and Manal return to Earth. He apologizes several times, but to no avail. She eventually ends the relationship. Manal mm-hmm. demands his parents to leave him and Earth. Meanwhile, Wen and Lyra break into an art museum for a tryst. He is later arrested by Maggie, who reveals <laughs> that a painting is missing. Alex convinces Maggie to give them 24 hours to prove Wynne's innocence. They find and capture Lyra, who reveals that her brother Bastian owes a large sum to a smuggler named Mandrax. She steals paintings to pay down Bastian's debt. Wynne frees Lyra as part of a sting operation. The Guardian D.E.O. then confront and arrest Mandrax and free Bastian. When later forgives Lyra's dishonesty, the D.E.O. has captured a new alien who quickly hypnotizes Kara and escapes to Earth One to fight
0: Barry. It's a tryst. I know. I did it on purpose. Okay, just making sure.
1: Because I love it. I love to see your reaction whenever I mess up a word. I hate you so much. (laughs) Hence the reason why I started laughing after I said it. (laughs) A little bit. I thought it was
0: my reaction. But anyway, all right, so... We, we have a couple. We have a couple of storylines going on. Let's yes. let's juggle a little bit. So, um, you want to start with Win and Lyra? Yeah. All right. So, we kind of call. I don't know. Did we call that Win was gonna his ship was gonna kind of sink? Yeah, we kind of said there. There must be some sort of a back plot to Lyra. Yeah, I w- I really was hoping it wasn't true though. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the the Win and Lyra? I guess they were kind of the B story of this one.
1: Yeah, um, it was interesting. I mean, I mean to see what it was for. I was kind of like, really? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, like once you see him get, you know, arrested or or brought in for questioning, you kind of knew that she set him up.
0: Yeah. It's a cool a, ability that she can't be seen by cameras.
1: Yeah. It w- that was interesting. Like I thought it was like, oh, maybe she was just really fast or she used like telepathy. or Yeah. You know? Superpowers. <laughs> Something. But it was just, oh, she can't be seen by camera. Ooh, cool magic trick.
0: Yeah, basically though. <laughs> it's like abracadabra. But anyway, so... Do you agree with when forgiving her so easily?
1: Uh, yeah, because, like, think about it. It's not like she did it to steal it for herself. Mm-hmm. She did it because... For the right reasons. Yeah, exactly. Her brother was in trouble. Um, would you have been so quick to forgive? Probably not. I mean, I, pro- I would have obviously forgiven her, but I don't know if
0: I would have been like...
1: Okay, no, I understand. Yeah, we're good. High five. Hi- high five!
0: <laughs> Wait, what? Sorry, not as good as the uh, almost high five with Damian Dark and uh, Citizen since, Steel. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I like I thought Wynn, like the actor who plays Win. I, I keep forgetting his name. It's bad. Um, he had a lot of great emotional moments. We haven't yeah. really seen it since um, since the episode with Toy Man. Yes. Um, you know his father, who he's mentioned quite a few times now this season. Yeah. I wonder if we're gonna get a. Repeat appearance. I was
1: gonna say we must be seeing him.
0: I hope so. I, I always thought that. Uh, I always thought that that added a lot of layers to Win as a character. Yeah. But um, I definitely, I definitely enjoyed uh, seeing his emotional stages. And if anybody's gonna forgive somebody for something, it's definitely him first. Yeah, cause he's a Mr. Softy.
1: Yeah, he deserves to be happy. I didn't say he didn't deserve to be happy. All I said was he's a Mr. Softy.
0: What did you think about Guardian getting his butt kicked?
1: I like it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, because he's not a superhero. He doesn't have superpowers. So it's good to see someone getting their butt kicked instead of always winning.
0: Okay. I'm going to establish this. I like Jimmy. I like the character Jimmy for the most part. I like the actor place plays Jimmy. I got, to, I got to see him live at Comic-Con. And yeah. You know, he's a cool dude. My challenge is I think I would have liked Guardian better if we didn't know who he was and he just kind of showed up. Kind of was Yeah, and it wasn't Jimmy. Yeah. Like, I don't have a problem with Jimmy per se. I think the Guardian thing could have been done differently and making Jimmy Guardian was a poor move. I like
1: I, I understand however I get why they made Jimmy Guardian because I didn't know what else to do with him. Well, I mean, but they the way they wrote it out made sense, though. You know, he's been in Superman Shadow for how many years? Then he comes to this city, trying to start a new life, and then Super Gear, Supergirl appears. You know what I mean? So like, it, it made sense the way they wrote it, but it would have been better not to see him at all. Being Guardian, like you know, like, like I, you I said, know what like, you're
0: trying to say. Make him Guardian, but. Don't but reveal. See, it. I I would have preferred if he wasn't Guardian at all. And like you don't need a, a main character to be Guardian. Anybody could have been Guardian. That's kind of the cool thing about him. Yeah. Like, you know, anybody could be a superhero. You could have been Guardian. I could have been Guardian. I could, Guardian. I could be Guardian. There there have been a few Guardians in the comics, but I don't think Jimmy Olsen ever was one. Jimmy Olsen's had powers in the comics. Like yeah. there have been times where he's been a superhero, sort of thing. But sort um of thing. sort of thing. So let's talk about Kara and Monel. Yes. So we get the big the big bomb that Monel is actually the prince of Daxam. What did you think of the reshot escape from Daxam? Uh, I I really dug it. Yeah, they're getting better with their shots like that. Well, it's just we we saw it from Monel's original point of view where yeah. he lied, and now seeing it again like with the truth, I really I just kind of enjoyed it a little yeah. bit more. But um, what do you think about that relationship drama? It's a. Mm-hmm.
1: It's whatever. I mean, obviously we know, you know, because we're now we're doing happens. two weeks. We know what happens, and it's it only lasted one episode.
0: Ooh, one episode. Other than you know, Olicity, which lasts a season and a half. More than, probably a <laughs> solid two and a half seasons, but um, we got introduced to Kevin Sorbo as yep. Largand and uh, uh, Terry Hatcher. Yes. At, Who's what's the name of the mom?
1: Mrs. Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Monel. Mrs. Monell.
0: Um Oh my god, this is really gonna
1: bother.
0: I hate you so much. We're gonna figure this out. But anyway, um what did you think of Well that's that's really good stunt casting. That's yeah. Hercules and Lois Lane. Hercules, Hercules. Did you ever watch uh Hercules? Yes. That was a good show. Yeah. I definitely dug it. I definitely dug it. But um I can dig it, you can dig it, we can dig it. Oh, it's Rhea.
1: Yeah, that's what I said R H. Mrs. Monell, Mrs. Monel, Raya, Queen of Dax.
0: Same thing. I hate your face, but um, you're the only one. Y- no, no, not true. That's why we do a uh, radio podcast, not a video podcast. That you know of. Okay, then. But anyway, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we got them kind of ending their relationship, even though like Win's like, no, love triumphs over all. We didn't see uh, Lyra next week, though. <laughs> nope. But um, so they're still working together, though. Wynn and Kara. She's refusing to to forgive Cara. him. Kara. Kira. Cat <laughs> But um, they end the episode with a new alien appearing, and what does he do again? Speaking of which, yeah, you know
1: he was on Glee also.
0: Yes, Darren. Okay. Cr- Darren Chris was on yeah. Glee. Yes, we're gonna talk about that during duet. Sorry. Let's duet. But anyway, um, coming in as the Music Meister. Yes. I think maybe during duet I'll do like a a brief history of Music Meister because I have it all ready to go. (laughs) But uh, what did you think of the the brief little tiny appearance of Music Meister in this episode? Pretty cool. I like him. He's a cool dude. We could hang. They had one of my best lines, one of my favorite (laughs) lines where uh, Wynn goes, this Cisco guy seems really cool. I think he and I would really get along. I was like, I've been waiting so long. But I wonder why, like they're like, oh, let's check the uh, check that breach device you have right now. Yeah, super convenient storytelling timing. <laughs> what? Oh, what? On a CW show? Oh, on a CW on any show, <laughs> but uh, too You want to wrap it up with some Star City ratings for this yes. episode? You want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Um, I give it like a three
1: point five. Nothing too special. N- nothing really. Um, developed from the story other than maybe knowing that Monel's the Prince of Daxam. Other than that, meh.
0: I'm gonna give it a four. You're wrong. Uh, uh simple simple reasoning. The show is called Supergirl. It's a story about Supergirl. Is it? Usually. Oh. I like how they can do an episode that revolves around all the other characters and their relationship to Supergirl. Like the story wasn't about Kara. It was about Monel and it was about Wynn. I think, um, I think it's important that shows, even though it's not an ensemble show, it still knows how to give its actors quality time. Like, Fair. even Ma- even Maggie and Alex didn't feel wasted in this episode. Yeah. You know, the only person that they really struggle with is Jimmy. And I really wish that they didn't. Like, I want Jimmy to be, you know, awesome. Jimmy is going to be the Laurel. No, don't even say that. Sorry, it's true, though. They're going to give up on the Guardian thing this season. Yeah. But anyway, you want to jump into our next episode of Supergirl. Yes. So the next episode it was titled Distant Sun."
1: Do you know who directed it? The one and only Ronnie Castrovinci. Correct. Or Kevin Smith. Same thing. Not at all. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Okay, fair enough. All right, then. All right, so this was called Distant Sun." Kara is attacked by a series of alien bounty hunters. Mono suspects his parents put the bounty in hopes that he will abandon the Earth. If she is dead, his suspicion is confirmed after John telepathically interrogates one of the hunters. Carr suggests she and Manel meet with Raya, his mother, to dissuade her. However, Raya refuses to listen and attempts to kill Carr using kryptonite. Manel agrees to leave Earth if she spares Carr's life. Against Marsden's order, John helps Carr rescue Manel from his parent ship, and after a fierce battle, King Largand. Agrees to let Monel stay on Earth. Marzin is revealed to be an alien. Ray kills Largan for what she views as his betrayal and vows to return to Earth to reclaim Monel. Meanwhile, after an encounter with a former girlfriend of Maggie's, Alex learns Maggie omitted to tell her that she cheated on the woman, which prompts a frank discussion, with Alex asking Maggie to trust her with her secrets.
0: Dun 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 Yeah?
1: All right. Where do we want to start with this one? Can we just get rid of Alex and Maggie? Let's let's get rid of that
0: part. So let's start. Like you don't like you don't like them or? No, no,
1: no. I mean like let's
0: get done with that part of this episode. The the tiniest part of the episode? Yeah. All right. So Maggie and Alex run into one of or Maggie's ex girlfriends and we find out that Maggie cheated on her. Yes. Not cool, Maggie. Nah, bro. Especially considering she's lied, I don't like how she got so mad at Alex for lying one time. Yeah, this is like no, number four for Maggie. She's 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 adding up in my book, and I really like Maggie. And I like Alex. I like their I, yeah. I like their relationship. Um, it definitely works for the show. But um, what did you think about this revelation?
1: I think they were just kind of like, we need to have Alex and Maggie do something. Hey. Let's make some relationship drama. But see... Because it's the CW and that's what we do.
0: But see, this is a more advanced, a more evolved CW. It used to be we'd be dealing with this for the next seven episodes. Yeah. All the way up to the season finale. They finally realized that adults who have adult relationships can solve adult problems. What? What? It's not all Riverdale and Vampire Diaries. I like Riverdale, though. So Star City rating five out of five. No. Um I, I enjoyed not saying this got awkward or anything, but but I enjoyed their their little drama. Yeah. It didn't add anything to the story whatsoever. No. Um which kind of disappointing. Yeah, and unless they bring it back in some capacity, like the whole secret keeping thing. Yeah. Eh. Eh, it was there to be there. It was there to be there. Um where do you want to go next? Do you want to talk about some John Jones action? You want to talk about the president, or do you want to talk about Cara Mon-El? El Presidente. So we had Linda Carter return yes. uh, of Wonder Woman fame. Wonder Woman, and uh, we find out that she's actually an alien. Did you see that coming? No. Kind of, sort of. When it, when it cut to her in her office, I was expecting to see like yeah. the real Linda Carter president, yeah, like tied up in a corner or something, like cliched like that. I'm curious to see what kind of alien she is, because it looked like she was a white Martian uh, at first, yeah. but I don't think she is.
1: Uh, it looked white Martian-y.
0: but the head was different. Yeah. So who knows what she is? Yeah. But uh, I'm sure we'll find out sooner. Do we think she's later. good
1: or bad? Bad. Good. Bad. Good. Wait, are you saying good that I'm saying it's bad?
0: No, I'm saying that she's or good. You're saying she's good. No, I'm saying she's good. Why? Because we already have enough bad aliens on this show. We already have a lot of good ones on the show. Not as many as we really should have, I think. Well, Isn't that what it's supposed
1: to be? There's only a couple good guys, and the rest are supposed to be bad guys? Let's get some more good guys. Well, that's your fault. Well, I don't know how I feel about that.
0: Because you're not an alien. All right, then. That's fair. Thank you. Okay, then. But anyway, (laughs) um, so... Let's see. You want to talk about uh Jean Jones? He finally got a little little screen time in this yes. episode. Finally, you're doing something with him. Uh A, I loved when he did the telepathic battle against that other telepathic bounty hunter. Yes. That was a really cool It was like such a simple shot, too. Yeah. Like it's basically just them looking at each other and then they add the eye effects in in post. So I mean I enjoyed that. And then seeing him actually like throw down, I missed how powerful Martian Manhunter was. I know. I can't wait to see him in the movie. We don't know about that yet. We still don't know who the 7th is.
1: No, I'm just I know, I'm just saying we better be seeing him soon.
0: That would be nice. That would be nice.
1: He's one of the most powerful superheroes ever.
0: Not as powerful as Superman. You're right cuz he's stronger. I thought you were going to say cuz he's dead. Uh
1: I mean, I could have, but I don't want to make you cry on the podcast. Again, I don't, Again,
0: cry. I don't <laughs> cry. I sweat from my eyes. It's very manly. But anyway, yeah, manly. Sure. Sh- you Show your face. How do you even do that? I don't know. We're gonna figure it out, though. But anyway, so um, you want to jump into uh, the Monell family drama then? Yes. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Great
1: segue. Yep. Um, um. So you tell me to go, <laughs> but then you go. All right. All you. All you. <laughs> um. So yeah. So we have some drama between. It's like a. Triangle drama because you have so you got you know Manel against mom and dad, but mom, then you got half dad, same difference a little bit, and then you got half dad <laughs> against mom. So it's like, who's on whose side? Is it one against two, or is it one against one against one? Who's on first? What's on second? I don't know the rest, but anyway, no, he's on third.
0: <laughs> all right well done well done sir but anyway um did you immediately think that largan did not know anything about this no like at first i thought he was i actually thought he was gonna be the one behind it. i thought the mom was way too simple
1: no like it was I, almost I, obvious. I knew from the beginning it was all her
0: all her wow yeah you you should do a podcast
1: i should i should i should get some equipment to do that
0: yeah, we got some nice equipment. But anyway, um, what did you think? Uh, one of my favorite scenes was when uh, Monel got body controlled. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like she's like beating the crap out yeah. of him, and he's like, "I deserve that." Monel had some great moments in this episode. Kevin Smith really gets how to write for yeah. him because he gets like that. Uh, well, not write. I guess direct him. He gets like that awkward sense. Of, apparently, they're dating in real life. Chris Wood and uh, Melissa Benoist. Good for them. No, because I wanted her. I didn't know she was even divorced. You're not old enough. What? She's younger than I am. Like I said. What?
1: Like I said.
0: Well, it does add a lot to their chemistry on screen. Yeah. But um, I forget which scene it was, but there's like a scene in the beginning where he he says something I was dying. He also finally saw Empire Strikes Back, which was a great yes. win win moment. Or not Empire Star Wars, A New Hope. He said, oh, "Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper?" Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You have finally seen Star Wars. That's right. Also, his Romeo and Juliet lines just made me laugh each time because like Romeo they got pro- and Juliet. They both die in the end. I didn't get that far yet. <laughs> Every time he, I just progressively laughed yeah. a little bit more. But um, we then had uh, the queen kill the king. Yes. As soon as that conversation started, I was like, "Oh, he dead." Oh, it took you that long?
1: She gonna kill him? The second he was like. You may go, my son.
0: Don't don't they have superpowers? No. Aren't they close enough to Earth's yellow sun? I guess. Yeah. I feel, I feel like they should have some superpowers. But yeah. well, that's just me. Continuity. Maybe it's a lead knife. Hmm. True. 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 At
1: two, brute
0: Imagine if she said that if she was like stabbing him to death. Well, no.
1: Caesar was the one that. Oh, said that. Oh yeah, yeah. Caesar, so Caesar said that. Yeah.
0: To. Then fall Caesar. I know. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. I'm. I, I can dig what you're saying. Why? because oh fair enough all right then (laughs) so uh we ended with them with her swearing her vengeance my only problem with supergirl is it has no direction this season no um we're at the end of the season i still don't know who the bad guy is it's weird they're kind of like doing like a freak of the week
1: thing yeah but then they're doing like an underlying like season-long
0: villain and you're like it's either gotta be Cadmus or the Daxamites. You can't have both. Yeah. You need to pick one and commit. Yep. That's that's probably where Supergirl falls the shortest for me. Yes. In terms of overarching character. But um Star City ratings? Um I give this one a four. You need to give this one a four? Yeah. See, you and I are switching, because I'm giving this one a 3.5. That's because you're always wrong. Um, I'm, I'm getting close to a four, though, just dialogue alone and Kevin Smith's direction. Yeah. The problem is, it didn't feel... Like, the first episode of Flash that he directed, The Runaway Dinosaur, was a Kevin Smith episode, 100%. Oh, yeah. Like, you could tell. It, it, progressively, the more he does, the less it feels like it's Kevin Smith style. Yeah. But uh, I still dug it, so... Yeah. Awesome. Jumping over. Jumping on over. What do we got next?
1: We got a duet going on. Should we duet? No, we shouldn't. That was Because you punt. can't sing. I sing better than you. You don't even know how to. All right. Then. Anyway, so John Johns and Mon arrive on Earth One with a comatose car. Music Meister attacks and places Barry in a similar coma. He wakes up in a musical world and finds Kara. Meister tells him that if they follow the script, they will return to the real world. Barry and Kara are forced to work as singers in a nightclub run by Malcolm, with Wynn working as a piano player, Sisko as a waiter, and Stein and Joe as two gangsters opposing Malcolm. Barry and Kara find Malcolm's son, Manuel and Stein and Joe's daughter, Iris, in a forbidden relationship. Kara and Barry convince the pair to reveal their love, also helping Barry and Cara to realize their own mistakes. Malcolm, Stein, and Joe subsequently decide to go to war. Barry and Carr are shot in the crossfire, but the real Cisco, Monel, and Iris vibe into their world to save them, allowing Barry and Carr to admit their love for Iris and Monel. They wake up in Star Labs, and Meister reveals that he just wanted them to realize their love. Carr's team returns to Earth 38, and Barry and Iris move back in together. He reproposes to Iris, who accepts.
0: All right. So we had a lot of. Musical alumni from Glee: Melissa Benoist, Grant Gustin, and Darren Criss, who played Music Meister, were yes. all on Glee. Um, I don't. Th- Grant Gustin wasn't on when the other when um, Melissa Benoist was on though. He was on a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, what What are your thoughts on musicals in general, like as, in terms of entertainment? I like them. You like them? La La Land. Oh, I still haven't seen La La Land. Really good movie. of so the Beast. That counts. Yeah. All right, so I, I like musicals also. Yes. Did this episode feel like a musical? Not really. Not
1: at all. At points it did, because there was a lot of singing.
0: hmm That's really it. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about um, Music Meister. Yes. Music Meister first appeared in um, Batman Brave and the Bold, It's uh, the cartoon series, and he was able to control other people through song. And he was voiced by Neil Patrick Harris, which I think is pretty perfect. Yeah. Um, that's really where he kind of started, and then they added him into the comics. Um, in the comics, he's a metahuman with the ability to cause every living being who hears his voice to burst into singing and dancing as though they were in a musical. In this hypnotic state, they're compelled to obey the Meister's commands, including that those that endanger themselves. So they took a little liberty with uh, this version?
1: I would say a lot of liberty. A lot of liberty. I mean, not once did we see him talk and everyone break out a song and dance. Literally, he just, I mean, he kind of did. He went, follow the script. You guys are club singers, so follow the script and sing. Yeah. It's not like he was like, la, 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 la. I mean, they were like, duet, duet, duet.
0: I don't know. I feel like they, they severely underutilized Music Master. I feel like he should have been. Oh, him too. Uh, <laughs> I feel like he should have been really more involved. Yeah. And then he was like, just, I just want love. He was just like, hey, do what I say in the script. Goodbye and then he,
1: for the rest of the episode until the last two seconds.
0: And then even better, he's like, it's not, he's called a music meister for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Barry created the illusion. Barry and Kara created that hypnotic state. Yeah. Um it made it seem like he was way more powerful than yeah. he should have been. Yeah. Like, super powerful. Yeah. And he was just there to make them make them feel love. He's, he basically just, like, hypnotized them. That was it. Pretty much. Put them in a coma. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the musical use in this episode? I loved it. Um, I love Super Friends. I thought that was fun. Yeah. It, it was just kind of fun and goofy, yeah. and it worked really well with their chemistry. I really did not like the way that they were dubbed. Mm, especially. I, it just... I've heard Grant Gustin sing, and I've heard Melissa Benoist sing, and you can definitely tell that they were in a studio recording that yeah. instead of just singing. Yeah. Um, glee did it a little bit better making it sound like it was way more natural yeah it just sometimes it just didn't more grant gustin's voice yeah than uh melissa bonoist fair enough but um but
1: i mean come on joe singing
0: joe has an, i was watching rent, i was watching rent the other day yeah and, and yep. you know obviously uh jesse l martin's famous for it yeah he has such an incredible singing voice oh yeah what did you think of them being dads that was pretty cool
1: I mean cuz they are dads in real life anyway. You got a,
0: you yeah. got a problem with that? No. No, I don't know. I loved how it turned out to be Monel and Iris. Yeah. Like I thought that was that was pretty clever and I I loved just seeing both of them squirm about it because yep. they cuz you know, Cara and Barry and Barry it's so cool because they um they have such a platonic brother sister friendship. Yeah. Like they, you don't need the leads in every show to want to get with the other leads of other shows.
1: No, that's just got awkward.
0: Yeah, like, but it happens a lot. In fact, yeah. they they cut that out of the Power Rangers movie, Kimberly and Jason, because yes. they didn't want just because he's the male lead and she's the female lead doesn't mean they have to get together. Yeah, but um, I like how Barry immediately could tell something was wrong with Kara. Yeah, and Kara kind of like brushed him off, and he and he's like, okay,
1: no, there's nothing wrong.
0: Yeah, they they always have great scenes together, and uh, I definitely enjoyed their chemistry as always. I am bummed that we finally got Win & Cisco in the same room, but it wasn't Wynn & Cisco. <laughs> Dude, I did Fair, not yeah, know yeah. that Win could sing like that. Like he he came out of nowhere with this huge voice. It wasn't him. It was him. Shush. No, it wasn't. He was in Newsies. No. Yeah. No. That right? was me. That wasn't you. <laughs> but um I knew um the guy who played Cisco could sing and play yeah. the guitar. Um I didn't know I didn't know about Stein, which it's kind of silly. I think I well, should have no. known about him. We we've, we saw that. Yeah, we did. We've seen him sing a few times now. <laughs> but uh, Jesse L. Martin still always stole the show. Yeah. Well, but okay. what did you think of this episode as a whole? Uh, that's what I thought of it. This is a tough one. Here's my challenge. I really enjoyed this episode. There was a lot of character growth and, you know, they reconciled. And it's always fun to see Flash and uh, Supergirl team up. This episode would have been really good at the beginning of the season. Yeah, not when we're at the tail end of no the season,
1: especially when like you have such serious problems going on in at least Flash mm-hmm. that you kind of throw in this little. I'm trying to think of the best word to use, filler, That's family friendly, um, filler. Yeah, and you throw this filler in there, and you're like. Yeah, mm, I mean, kinda wanna see more of Savitar. Really yeah. um I don't wanna see this. Stuff. I
0: did I did thoroughly enjoy seeing the Martian Manhunter first when he transformed and they're like, Oh god, he's green. Yeah. And then seeing him actually throw down, that was fun. But um Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, unfortunately. I would have liked to see maybe uh
1: some Martian Manhunter singing.
0: Yeah, that would've been cool. That would've been funny. <laughs> right. Imagine him singing in his Martian form too. Oh God. But yeah. So do you want <laughs> to do some uh hard knock life <laughs> <laughs> for Martians. But anyway, um, you wanna do some star city ratings? I'll go first. Yeah. I, I have I have two actually. You can't have two. No, let me explain. As an episode of the show, as a whole, it is a four. But I'm giving it a three. Just because. So it's a three. Yeah. But you know what I mean, though? Like, the, everything about it was really good and it was a lot of fun. I really just think it was really poorly placed.
1: Okay. So you're saying basically, if this was shown maybe in the first couple episodes of the season, it would be a four. Correct. However, for the fact that they use it as a filler, it's a three. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Um, I, I agree with the three. I give it a three. Um, I mean,. The Really, the only quote-unquote character development you had was the relationship drama kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It was kind of squashed. Other than that, there was nothing else because it wasn't any of the real characters. Yeah.
0: Um, not even yeah. my real dad.
1: Uh, but yeah, no, I, I give it a three.
0: Fair enough. Yep. So you want to jump into episode numero dos? Si, senor. That means yes, sir. I gathered. That's why I waited for you to actually say something.
1: So this one was titled Abracadabra. That's all I have.
0: That's all you have? Yeah. Poof! The description's gone.
1: Oh, would you look at that? Wow. No, so Abracadabra, a criminal from the 64th century, comes to Central City, stealing from numerous tech companies and killing two guards. Gypsy returns in pursuit of Cadabra to avenge her partner. Cadabra offers the team the identity of Savitar in exchange for his freedom. Against Gypsy's wishes, a desperate Joe releases Cadaver, who escapes to Thon's time vault after Gypsy fails to stop him and retrieves a power source. Cadaver also triggers an explosion that critically injures Caitlin, refusing to take off the necklace, suppressing her powers, even though doing so could save her life. Caitlin asks Julian to perform surgery with her guidance instead. Cadaver attempts to return to his own time, having used the stolen technology to build his own time machine, but he is foiled by the team. With Gypsy's help, Barry decides that the only way to save Iris' life is by traveling to the future. Later, a still-recovering Caitlyn loses consciousness and begins convulsing before her vital signs flatline. A distraught Julian rips the necklace from her neck and her vital signs return to normal as her injuries heal rapidly. She awakens, but in the guise of killer frost, before vanishing in a cloud of ice. Ooh, cool party. Okay, so kind of just going right into it, my one gripe with this. Oh, boy. Okay, so you rip the necklace off. She's healed. Throw the necklace back on
0: her. I don't think – I think they were just so excited she was alive again and then just I, – I get what you're saying. Like, oh, you're alive. Great. And then let me put this back on before you kill us all. Yeah, I didn't think they – I think they didn't think she'd go that far right away because usually her transformation is pretty gradual. I mean, the thing, I mean, Killer Frost has been suppressed for how long? Is Killer Frost another personality? Like, does she have multiple personalities? Uh, it's It's a weird one. It's a weird one. Yeah. And does every metahuman just heal from things? Yeah, you didn't know that? I feel like every metahuman has, like, their power gives them healing. Yeah. Oh, you have laser eyes? Well, because you can look at your injuries, they heal automatically. Well, that makes sense. because <laughs> Cisco always adds some of his uh, famous science talk to make yeah. it seem like it makes sense. All right, let's uh, let's talk about Abracadabra. What yes. did you think of Mister Cadabra?
1: He was a little scary.
0: I love the way he, they portrayed his powers. Yeah, and they even said they're like, you know, it's advanced science. To to the, you know to us, it definitely seems like magic. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of his portrayal,
1: though? It was cool. I, my favorite part was the uh the cards. Oh, that Where, was really cool. Yeah. yeah.
0: When uh he uh disappears yes. in the cards. Yeah. Cuz he's definitely uh he's a big in the comics, he's pretty big. Yeah. But um he does make an appearance. I really enjoyed it. But uh what do you think about all this Earth 19 stuff? Do you think that there's some sort of significance to it? I think we'll eventually see something. I feel like
1: we're seeing so much of Earth-19 that I have a feeling Savitar is from there or something like that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Savitar is yeah.
0: actually from Earth-19. Um, but we have the return of Gypsy. Yep. Do you think that she was a little out of character this episode? Yeah. Do you think it's just because of Abracadabra?
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean we find out why she's acting the way she is in the episode. You know, Abracadabra did kill her old partner. That, yeah. That's I right. mean... But, I mean, I don't know if we'll see her ever again. You don't think so? I mean, her and Cisco kind of broke up. Kind of, sort of. Well, I mean, he did say it. At the end, he was like, yeah, I don't know if we'll ever see each other again.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. She does like to kill people. Yeah. I don't want to ever visit Earth-19. Why not? just seems like a not-so-happy place fair enough. But uh I do have something to bring up that I'd love to hear your thoughts on. Uh a great theory that I heard was that the the partner she had was the Cisco Ramon, the vibe of that universe, a doppelganger of Cisco. Uh, what do you, what do you think about that theory? So you have two people on the same earth with the same powers?
1: It's possible. How many speedsters do we have on Earth 1? But How many of them are from Earth One? All of
0: them, except for Jesse and Jay (laughs) and Zoom. (laughs) But a lot. So you have two. uh, You have Flash and Kid Flash and Eobard Thawne. But isn't he from the future? It's still Earth One.
1: Okay, but
0: how did Wally get his powers? Dr. Alchemy. Exactly. That wasn't a different Earth, though. It was a different no, timeline. I I, I'm just saying, though. I don't know. I think I think you're grasping at straws. But i that's just a theory that I heard, and I, I enjoyed it. I wanted to hear your no, thoughts it's on cool it. a cool theory. I just disagree with it. Okay. That's all. All right. All right. Imagine if her partner's Savitar. No. She would have said that already. Nobody knows except for Abracadabra. Would you, would you have, have done anything different okay. than, like, Joe... Or anybody? Um. Yeah, definitely would not have done what Joe did. You know what my biggest question is?
1: Hmm.
0: How did his girlfriend get Hamilton tickets? He's good like that. I don't. My sister saw Hamilton. I still haven't seen it. I want to go see it. Th- that's like the third Hamilton reference they've made on the show this season. I think they're all trying to get tickets, and we just don't know. Yeah. But that's just my theory. Any thoughts? on Hamilton (laughs) (laughs) yeah sure welcome to the Hamilton podcast
1: your hosts I
0: haven't actually seen it yet George Washington George Washington (laughs) Thomas Jefferson Uh, Mr. Hamilton couldn't make it tonight (laughs) but um right. so I mean as far as story goes we kind of hit like the biggest points yeah we talked about Caitlin we talked but here's something that we have to talk about so abracadabra mentions all this knowledge he has about Barry Allen and he mentions his greatest foes. He lists in order Yberton, Zoom, Savitar, and then a character named Devoe. Yeah. Do you have any idea who Devoe is? No. All right, I had to I had to do research on this, and the only Devoe that I could find who was a Flash vi- uh, villain and from DC Comics obviously, is a character by the name of Clifford DeVoe, also known as the Thinker.
1: I'm thinking. I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, that that was that was him, but um, he is a failed lawyer who uses a lot of technology to commit crimes. He is a big-time Flash villain. He has been for a long time. There's been several different Thinkers. Um, he's been part of the Suicide Squad, all sorts of things. Now, we were told that next season there would not be a speedster main villain.
1: Hint, hint, wink,
0: wink. Do you think that they are setting up uh Foreshadowing? Probably. Yeah.
1: It, it would make sense. I mean, the reference would make sense if they do use the thinker as the villain for next season. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised also if it's not him. If they do pick some random Joe schmo.
0: I really still want them to do a season of just the rogues. You know, they brought Captain cold back. Who knows if he's going to survive Legends again. But um, I'd love to see Barry deal with the rogues for a season. I I also would love to see Killer Frost as the main bad guy for a season. She knows more about the team than uh, Eobard Thawne did.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I just don't know if you could make a full season's worth from her.
0: Uh, I'm sure you could. I mean, look at Savitar. He was only... He's only been the bad guy for about half the season. Yeah, true. And we still don't know who he is. Do you want to know? It's HR. I know who it is. It's HR. It's me. No, it's not you. Are you sure? A hundred percent. Because you're you were there the entire episode. HR was not. I wasn't there. And super convenient how HR, as soon as he walked in, Caitlin starts to flatline.
1: Uh, uh. I mean, I mean. but have you ever seen me here in
0: Savitar in the same room before? Yes. When? When we were all watching that episode of The Flash where he appeared and he kept nudging you saying, look, here I come. No. That was a
1: speed mirage.
0: I don't know about that. You both <laughs> ate a lot of popcorn. April Fool's. <laughs> exactly.
1: We both like
0: popcorn so okay.
1: we're the same person.
0: Oh, no, this is still going. Alright. Um, I did think it was weird that Abracadabra was able to create breaches but could not time travel.
1: Yeah,
0: they never really explained how he was able to do that without vibing he's, powers. He's
1: not that smart.
0: No, he's a smart guy, but but not that smart. From the sixty fourth century, that's a long time from now.
1: Tell me about it. I've been there. It's lit, fam. I hate you so much.
0: <laughs> All right, so Star City ratings. Um, I'm gonna give it a four. Give it a four. Yeah, I
1: really, I really dug the uh, uh, Caitlin Snow slash Killer Frost
0: stuff. And Julian, and Julian, yeah, it's always good to see Julian. That was some hardcore self surgery. Yeah, right. That was I, that was hard to watch at certain points. Yeah. Apparently, that is possible to to perform surgery on yourself. Well, she didn't
1: perform surgery on herself. You know what I mean, though. Like oh, to, yeah. be to be conscious during it,
0: awake and al- and like alert. Been there, done that. She probably she would have had to do like some sort of local anesthetic, but yeah. that's not gonna save her from the internal pain. That's a bad day. Yeah. What about you? I'm going to give it a four also. Okay. I definitely dug it. Um, There were some great, you know, we had Wally back in action again, which is great. Um, Seeing all of them team up. And also, as much as I hate Lord of the Rings, I love Cisco doing a Lord of the Rings reference. You shall not pass. I thought that was just funny.
1: Yeah. No, I'm just saying because our next episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, The Fellowship of the Spear, I know. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of which, let's go over it. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, granted, I have never seen or read any of Lord of the Rings. Oh, really? I'm proud to say that I never will. <laughs> so yeah. So on Legends of Tomorrow, the first episode we're talking about was titled "Fellowship of the Spear." The Legends steal the remaining fragments from Thon, making it whole again. Writings on the spear reveal that it can be destroyed by the blood of Jesus Christ. While Sarah orders Gideon to send the Waverider back to back during the crucifixion, Rip immediately countermands the order warning that simply going back to any significant point in history will have dire consequences if altered. Nate reveals that J.R.R. Tolkien has done a lot of research on Sir Gawain, who possessed some of Christ's blood as a solution. They find Tolkien in the Battle of the Somme, 1916, France. Mick is confronted by what he believes is an illusion of snart, who is disappointed with Mick's decision to side with the legends. Tolkien takes the legends to the grave, where they are attacked by Dark and an alive Snart, whom the Legion recu- recruited to steal the spear for them before he joined the legends. Tolkien acquires a map before escaping with the others. Amaya, tempted by the spear's power, offers using the spear to erase the Legion from reality, but the idea is opposed by the others. Using the map and the spear, they track the blood to the Somme Battlefield, where Rip manages to convince both sides for a temporary ceasefire, during which the legends acquire the blood. They are confronted by Dark and Snart, who ultimately convince make to join the Legion and give them the spear, with which they escape after Snart triggers a conflict, leading to the destruction of the blood. Malcolm returns to the Legion with the Calibros Manuscript, which
0: they use to activate the spear. Whew. Good job, buddy. That was, that was well done. But anyway, all right, so... Do you want to start with the betrayal of Mick? Yes, I do. I was really sad. I knew it was coming. I was hoping he'd he'd resist the temptation. He's a criminal, he can't. I know, but he's a good criminal. He's one of the nice ones. But he's buddy
1: boy is smart.
0: Yeah, so I loved when Snart like punched him in the face and then like actually appeared and they were all like, wait, what? Yeah. You can see him? And I, they explained it, you know, he's a he's an earlier version. I feel like that's going to really mess up the timeline at some point, but they haven't really paid any attention to that sort of thing with Malcolm and Damien Dark. Yeah. So I guess time travels not going to break history today. But anyway, um, I really enjoyed seeing Mick's conflict about it because when they first interacted, it definitely seemed like Mick was still on the side of the Legends. And then that second interaction, obviously, we saw he wasn't. He was ready. He wasn't ready or he was? No, he was. Um, I did like how they added in a little bit of mythology for time travel, that there are certain places you cannot... Well, not that you cannot go, that are forbidden to go to. Yes. Um, I'm curious to see what other uh, examples there would be. Yeah. I'm also surprised that they dropped such a big religious bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, they had mentioned the Spear of Destiny being, you know, powered by Jesus. Yeah. Um, little... You think he was a metahuman?
1: I mean, he did have healing powers. Who knows? Jesus, <laughs>
0: you heard it here first, guys. He could walk on water. Jesus was a metahuman. <laughs> apparently, he has. He's got ice powers. Apparently, he heals and he can walk on water. He just freezes it as he walks. He's he's Killer Frost.
1: Well, no, no. he. They didn't say he freezes it to walk Killer, on. Killer
0: Frost it. superstar. Yeah, sure. Jesus Christ superstar. Sure. All right then, but yeah. <laughs> Jesus was a metahuman. You heard it here first. Um,
1: Mind is blown.
0: See, this would have been a really good time to have John Constantine floating around.
1: <laughs> Definitely yeah.
0: could have used a little help there. But um, what did you think of them doing the opening scene and then flashing back? I'm not a big fan.
1: Um, I'm, I'm not a big fan typically either. Mm. But sometimes it works. Sometimes it bombs. This I put right in the middle though.
0: Yeah, I like I knew that they were gonna put the spear together, so that really didn't you know yeah. do, that really didn't jive with me. Um, I do like how the spear called out to Nick and Ami- or Mick and Amaya yeah. because they had the most to gain from using it. Yes, um, you know Nate, he doesn't really have anything he wants. Uh, Rips back to normal, so he's good. And then you know I- I'm surprised Sarah didn't get called out to save her sister. Yeah. That would have been an interesting one. I mean, granted, we've already seen
1: that storyline, though.
0: Uh, true, true, true. But um, let's see. What else do we want to talk about for this episode? We talked about the return of Leonard. Yeah. Which I dug, because I love me some Leonard Snart. Who doesn't? Uh, that's a good question. Exactly. You can email us at multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm definitely... I. I th- this show is probably, in terms of story, the clearest with the exception maybe being Arrow who started with Prometheus early on you know Flash started with Alchemy and then they went to Savitar this show started at the very beginning with this is what we're going to be doing for this whole season and they have less episodes their season finale is next week so we're gonna oh we get to do our, our first season finale episode for a show yeah that's exciting and sad at the same time but um we're gonna have to do Iron Fist too yeah uh but anyway. Um trying to think any characters that were like not done I, I didn't really feel the uh the wartime speech. Mm. I thought that was a little it was a little too hammy, yeah. a little too campy for my taste. Um I don't know, it's just it was it was meh. And the fact that it worked was even more meh. Yeah. But I mean, any thoughts on the episode that I didn't cover? Uh no, that pretty much covered it. Do you wanna do Star City rating? We can do Star City Ratings if you'd like. Would you like to go first, then? I shall give this one a four. We had The Return of Leonard start okay. which I dug. They expanded on mythology of the show. The characters, everything they did made sense, and it left us the great cliffhanger of them actually using the spear. Mm-hmm. The bad guys won.
1: Um, I'm going to give it a 3.5. Okay. Um, Sounds fair. Like you said, you know, Snart being back is always a positive. Um... And then that's really it that really did it for me. Um, It was good to see an episode where no one's really using their powers. Oh, true. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Um, So that was pretty cool, though. But I'm still still missing some Firestorm. Yeah, we have not seen Firestorm in quite some time. Yeah. Which kind of is saddening. Yeah. All right. So moving on over. Moving on over. All right. Talking about the next episode of Legends. That was titled Doom World the new reality created by the legion of doom eobar thawne is now the genius ceo of star labs and has captured black flash damian dark is the mayor of star city malcolm merlin's family is alive and snart and rory control central city as captain cold and heatwave but still answer to thawne as their superior ray stein and jacks work in star labs for thawne sarah and amaya work as enforcers for dark and nate is a conspiracy theorist Rip, being the only member of the Legends who is aware of the changes in reality, has given up and now bakes pastries on board the Wave Rider. Mick, who is unsatisfied with his easy life of crime, takes Nate to reassemble the Legends using Ray's new invention, the Reality Gun, to restore the memories. Stein, who was abused by Jax in this reality, breaks the gun after the latter attempts to use it on him. They resolve to reclaim the spear from Thawne, before you can use an incinerator built by Stein powerful enough to destroy it, cementing the new reality. Dark, Merlin, and Snart also form an alliance against Thorn to reclaim the spear for themselves in a fight to retrieve the spear. Amaya, who attempts to restore reality, is killed by Snart, thus enabling Thorn to destroy the spear. Now trapped in this alternate reality forever, without their special powers— the defeated legends make a risky plan to stop the legion from ever getting the spear in the first place by traveling back to 1916 and preventing the spear from being taken. Elsewhere, Rip and the Wave Rider are revealed to be a miniature sized
0: in Thon's office. <gasps> well done again. But anyway, um let's start with Rip and Gideon. Yes. Did you wonder the entire episode where they were? Yeah. Were you happy with the reveal that they're actually a model in Thawne's office? Yeah, I I thought it was funny. Yes, um, I definitely dug the idea of it. So basically, they the the Legion decided to make pets out of the Legends, mostly Eobard Thawne. He thought it. I guess he thought it would be funny. The rest of them kind of didn't agree, but they yeah. still played ar- played along with it. Um, what did you think of where the Legends were? Um,
1: it was pretty cool. I mean, to see like. Jack's being in charge of like Stein and
0: is he getting like like jacked yeah like every I feel like he's gotten bigger the last couple of episodes yeah he's getting big yeah like good for him as oh, an yeah. actor like you know obviously because you know the show takes breaks and you know he hit the gym I guess a little bit
1: get it dude
0: yeah get it go for it good for him
1: huh? um I did love Nate
0: as Yeah, a conspiracy theorist living in his mom's basement who apparently yeah. makes the best sandwiches ever yep I really wanted one of those sandwiches. No, you didn't. I did.
1: You didn't even know what kind of sandwiches they were.
0: I know, but they sounded delicious. <laughs> the condiments were perfect. <laughs> but uh, it was definitely funny, and it like every every role those characters took fit the character. Yes. Um. You know, Ray is the bumbling janitor who works at Star Labs, but he's still a genius. Yep. I loved how he was playing a Dominator video game as the Atom. Yeah. I thought that was a really fun touch. Um. What do, you, do you think it was too easy that the Legends just simply remembered? They, they had the, the mental scars of it? Yeah. You don't think anybody else would have remembered? Who else? See, they don't really explain where this reality sits. Is it a separate timeline? Is it a separate, like, a brand new universe? Because um, they, they showed yeah. that all the heroes are dead. Green Arrow's dead. Yes. The flashes dead. I thought that was really cool. The his, little uh, his wall. monument. Yeah. yeah. I tried to look, I tried to go through each time, like, and it's it's obviously recent because you know you see Ragman stuff there. So there was and Wild Dogs.
1: Vigilante. Mm-hmm. You see, Ragman, Green Arrow, Flash, Spartan. Black Canary, Spartan, Spartan, um, Wild Dog, Wild Dog. Um,
0: I think that's Mr. About Terrific.
1: It. Oh, was his face there? Yes,
0: because there was.
1: Three or four of the like, uh, like the eye, sh- whatever, no, I didn't the even eye know. masks. Yeah. Hmm, so. Interesting. One, I mean, one maybe maybe one of them was Speedy. Oh yeah, maybe. I didn't even think about that. No. Yeah. Is she still in the show? No. Nope. They they mentioned her by name.
0: Yeah, it's getting a little weird. Yeah. But um, I thought that was a really cool nod. And then, you know, we just found out that Malcolm has his family and everybody loves him, yeah. especially his daughter. Tommy's alive. And that's always what he really wanted. Yeah. His wife's alive, too, apparently. But um, I think it was a little too easy that Ray made a memory. A memory,
1: memory gun or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I thought that
0: was super convenient. But I did love the recurring bit that everybody just kept punching Mick. Yes. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> I deserve that. I yeah. deserve that one too. If anyone
1: punches me again,
0: I'm gonna, punch, I'm gonna be punching back. <laughs> I think that that was when Sarah hit him, right
1: after Sarah hit him. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I thought that was really fun. I enjoyed that Mick. But see, it wasn't because of some sort of loyalty to the Legends per se. It was more because he was bored with this life. Yeah. I think he found more meaning in being a Legend. But um, I do. I also do think that he had some sort of friendship with Nate. Yeah. I feel like there could have been a better legend for him to kind of connect with. I, it should have been Amaya, in my opinion. I would I would have liked it better if it was like Sarah,
1: or yeah. Stein. <laughs> Just because <laughs> Stein mean. would have been so left field.
0: Yeah. Well, they also they have they've had a couple of episodes. Too. Yeah. Um, what do we think about Amaya's death? She's not dead. You know what I mean.
1: Oh well, yeah. No, I know, but. To be honest, when it first happened, I went no. Yeah,
0: that was that was hard. That
1: was a rough death. Yeah. Like at first,
0: I thought he just kind of froze her in place, and then he just yeah. taps her, and she shatters. I was like, oh damn. Yeah, and the that.
1: way he did it too—he froze her, and then he—I forget what the line he said, but he literally said something, oh like I shattered your dreams or something, something like yeah. that—and it was like,
0: tink. Yeah, that that was that was rough. Yeah, that was, that was a tough death to watch. Uh, I did enjoy the whole scene though, the fight scene. Yeah. Um, I would have loved to see the the Legends of the Legion team up a little bit more. Yeah. But when w- when Ray goes to high five Damien, Damien Dark and Dark. Damien Dark's about to high five him back, I was dying. Yeah, they were both
1: like, uh, mm, never that's, mind. That's nope, not mm, a good idea.
0: No. I, I thought that was one of the best yeah. scenes in the entire show. Uh, I would have really liked to see Ray and Eobard interact again because I had fun with them there last time. Yeah. And it seems like Ray would be a little bit more sympathetic. Yeah. Um, I wonder if the Black Flash remembers. Why he's after Eobard in this reality?
1: Hmm. He he must.
0: I guess so. Yeah, he still mean, trying to get out. Yeah.
1: What but. I want to know is, who is this Damien Dark? Because you he goes, oh, you, when Sarah gets her memories back, but then she goes undercover mm-hmm. to get Amaya, Damien Dark goes, oh, you didn't think I would give myself my magic back?
0: Well, yeah, no, like, he just... It's it's still the same Damien Dark. He just knows about his magic in the future. Yeah, that, that's just what I got. Yeah, and he knew that he had it and lost it. Mm-hmm. So that that's just where that was my takeaway from it. Yeah, I didn't really put that much thought into it.
1: Cause you're not a thinker,
0: not like uh, that guy from Flash. But, uh, what? Devo? No, not Devo. That's a band. They like to <laughs> whip it. But anyway. Um, I'm really bummed that the that next week's the last episode of the season. Yeah, it, like the show's been really. Legends has been probably the strongest show. Yeah, I I, I don't know if I entirely agree, but it's one Con, of the two. consistently yeah. consistently strong. Uh, Star City ratings though, I give this a four. am I'm, I'm gonna agree with you on that.
1: Yeah, I, I like this a better than last week's one. Um, it was a good setup to the yeah. finale, and it, it's good to see the good guys lose.
0: Yeah, I, I can I can agree with that.
1: Um but I mean, like you said kind of sad that it's over seeing as, um not officially, but in a couple days it's over.
0: At least we know that they're getting a season 3. Yeah. That's all that matters. So are we finishing up with a uh, good old Arrow? Yes, we are. My favorite shows of the weeks? Definitely. Yeah.
1: Um So, this one is titled, I'm probably going to butcher the name of it.
0: Capuchin.
1: Capuchin, I'm guessing. In flashbacks, Anatoly becomes the new pecan or right. Pecan. Pecan, Pecan, like the nut. Um, (laughs) Kovar buys sarin gas from Malcolm. Anatoly learns that Kovar is planning a coup against the Russian government. By torturing an operative of Kovar's, Oliver learns that Kovar has invited key government officials to his casino where he plans to assassinate all of them by gas. Oliver convinces Galina, Tayana's mother, to give him her key card to the casino. Oliver and the Bratva infiltrate the casino where Kovar learns about Galina's betrayal and kills her, angering Oliver, who fails to stop the spread of the gas in time, leading to Victor's death. Anatoly fails to persuade Oliver from killing Kovar. The former appoints him as a bravo captain. Malcolm helps Kovar's operatives revive him. In the present, Adrian continues torturing Oliver to make him confess a secret. The former brings a seemingly reluctant Evelyn, apparently killing her after Oliver refuses to do it. Oliver reveals that he killed people because he liked it, which Adrian wanted to hear. Evelyn is revealed to be alive and still assisting Adrian. Adrian lets Oliver go, and he returns to the hideout and tells the team about his decision to end his vigilanteism.
0: This was a powerful episode. Um, we'll do the flashbacks first, and then I really want to dive into the, the capture. Torture. I didn't want to say the torture, because that just sounded weird. Uh, dive into Oliver's captivity. Torture. Yeah, that too. All right, so... Anatoly becomes the new boss. Yes. You know in the comics he's KG Beast, right? That's like his name. Yeah. I didn't even know that. And then they they ha- he, Batman kills KG Beast in the comics. Mm-hmm. S- lets him starve to death. But um he becomes the new boss, and Kovar does a deal with Malcolm Merlin, which I thought was a fun little cameo. Yeah. Um, you know, they and then him and Oliver like barely miss each other like nine times. Yeah. But um I really enjoyed the uh the Kovar plan and i thought it was funny the way he uh addresses it to the people yeah oh we thwarted this terrorist attack but But it still succeeded yeah puts on gas mask the papers are gonna call you guys heroes bye (laughs) (laughs) okay bye bye felicia but um what did you think of the fight scenes
1: i'm i'm digging i I always dig the arrow fight scenes they're always good arrow
0: does do very good fight scenes but uh, I loved watching Oliver and Kovar fight. That was yeah. a good one. With Anatoly just kind of watching at mm-hmm. one point.
1: No, no, no don't, don't help at all. No need. Ollie's got this.
0: Um, I didn't really dig the Galena storyline. Yeah. I mean, like, she was there, and Oliver lied about killing her only child, or no, yeah. her daughter, because she has the brother I forgot yes. about. But, um that it just kind of was there. Yeah. I I definitely enjoyed the flashbacks though, and I like the idea of Oliver creating this separate personality. It it shows right where he's going to be. Yeah. At the start of the show. Yeah. Cuz this is our last year of island flashbacks. Yes.
1: Even though he's still not on the islands. Yeah. I must say this season has probably been my favorite flashbacks.
0: I can I could see that. I can I would argue season 2's. Mhm. Honestly. Yeah. But um yeah, these these flashbacks they they took they were a little slow start. Yeah. But they managed to pick up, so I'm digging it now. Yeah. Alright, you want to talk about
1: the Z torture?
0: Alright. I don't know what it is, but the hero getting tortured scenes and still holding his resolve for the most part, I really dig. Yeah. Like it shows just pure strength of character. Did you know what Oliver's quote unquote secret was going to be beforehand?
1: Yeah. Like like kind of. I mean, I knew it had something to do with maybe killing or, like, his past life, Mm -hmm. Um, but I just didn't realize it was, like, going to be so dark. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I killed people because I like it.
0: Yeah, it was almost like he was tricked into that that belief, but I could see it, though.
1: I mean, look at the flashbacks. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was killing people left and right, and he was like, I don't care. I got the information out of him.
0: Yeah. He skinned a guy alive. Yeah, that was dark.
1: Oh yeah, not Damien Dark. Though. But what?
0: Yeah, I know. But what did he say when he skinned the guy? He was like, "Oh, he d- he told me three minutes, like a minute and a half okay. in. The rest was just practice." Yeah, like that. That was that was Damien yes. Dark. But um, that one was for you. No, all right then. <laughs> but um, I really also enjoy when like characters just like get so emotional they start yelling. Uh, Steven Amell, like. He's a CW actor. CW actors are not... They're known for being really, really good-looking, but not always having the most acting chops. Yeah. But they grow into their characters. Yes. Stephen Amell gets his character. Yeah. You know, it may not be the traditional comic book Oliver Queen, but... But we like it. It's pretty close. So, when he finally breaks down and starts screaming at, at Chase, I was I was just so engaged with yeah. the episode. Um, just pure emotion. Mm-hmm. And pure, like, getting into the real brain of the character, yeah. the mindset of Oliver Queen. And also, Adrian wins. Yeah. Like, he, he won again. Um, I am kind of bummed that we were wrong about Evelyn yeah. be, being the one to help him escape. Yep. Um, I want to see her come back. I want I want her redemption, or I did until this episode. Now I kind of don't. We want her to die. I want to see the team take her down. Yes. That, that's what I want to see and I want to see Oliver actually let them just like um, there's that scene in Supernatural where Dean lets Sam kill that one demon yeah because like it's personal I want to see like the whole team surrounds Evelyn and she's like oh are you guys gonna kill me and Oliver's like no they're gonna decide and he just like backs up and they move in on her I think that'd be a great yeah. scene I'd really dig seeing that
1: yeah did, did you know when we first saw her did you know it was all a ruse and
0: once he killed her, I did. Yeah, because the fact that they didn't show it, like yeah. explicitly, I was like, "Oh, that's yeah. not real." He, I th- at first I thought like he just knocked her out maybe. Yeah. But um, then she gets up and I was like, "No." Yeah. I'm bummed. <laughs> but um, it just shows how dangerous Adrian is. Like, yeah. he, she is devoted to him. Yeah. Like she wholeheartedly believes everything he says. Yeah. Um. I, and I just loved seeing that he broke Oliver. He's the only... Ca- like Characters have pushed him, Slade especially. Oh, yeah. Um, Damien Dark to a point with Laurel's death. Yeah. Malcolm Merlin not as much because they've become reluctant allies. Mm-hmm. Um, even Ra's al Ghul, which, who should have pushed Oliver to all breaking points. Um, this was probably the worst we've ever seen him.
1: Yeah. I, this has probably been one of the best if not the best villain arrow has had.
0: Oh yeah. I I you can argue Prometheus is getting only better. Yeah. Um I think it would still would have been cool if Vigilante saves him.
1: Yeah. Whoever that is.
0: Yeah, we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> I'm still eating all that crow about it. <laughs> but anyway, um yeah, this this was probably one of my favorite episodes of the of the series. Yeah. It was it's definitely up there. Uh Star City ratings on it?
1: Yeah, you, me first, you first. Doesn't matter. I'll go first. I give go to
0: 4.5. I'm right there with you.
1: Yeah, I knew you were going to be.
0: It is an almost perfect episode. Yeah. Um, um, the flashbacks, my problem was there were way more flashbacks than the modern story. Yeah. I would have loved to see more of the modern story. I
1: mean, I get the f- why there was more flashbacks because we, you know, what did Adrian Chase want him to say? A you secret. kill yeah. and you like to kill. In the flashbacks, that's all we saw was him killing or torturing people and loving it Mm -hmm. or at least not really caring that he did it Um, because I mean there was really no other storyline to this episode because without Oliver there is no team really
0: true true well we find out next episode that that's not a hundred percent well yeah but um, yeah I mean I definitely uh, this was a solid episode and probably one of their best yeah You want to jump into the next episode, which I'm super excited to talk about?
1: So, the next episode was titled Disbanded. With Chase having broken him, Oliver disbands Team Arrow and calls in the Bratva to take out Chase. Diggle tries to talk Oliver out of it, reminding him that there are better ways of doing things. Felicity goes to Helix and manages to find pixelated footage of Chase taking off his Prometheus mask. Oliver allows the Bratva to steal diabetes medicine before they are stopped by Team Arrow. Digo eventually tells Oliver they can fix him if he asks for help. Oliver rejoins Team Arrow, taking out the Brava and saving hostages that Anatoly had taken as leverage. Felicity and Curtis manage to decode Chase's device, revealing Chase as Prometheus to the police. Oliver claims he's not ready to put the hood back on yet, but with his team, it will be sooner rather than later. When his guards try to arrest Chase, Chase kills them and leaves his safe house. In flashbacks, Oliver plans to return to Lian Yu, so Anatoly plans one last heist to help sick children, hoping to convince Oliver to stay, but Oliver decides to still return to Lian Yu, so he can stage his dramatic return to Starling City.
0: All right. Let's talk about Oliver and Anatoly first. Okay. And we'll, we'll do it with the flashbacks and the modern day. Yeah. I thought the flashbacks were super well utilized this episode. Yes. Uh, they, they showed the parallels, as, you know, basically Oliver and Anatoly switched roles over five years. Yeah. I would love to see what happened to Anatoly during that five years. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd actually be curious to see what created him as a monster. hmm Because, you know, the, like, the whole thing was that Oliver was becoming a monster by being the hood. Yeah. Something obviously happened with Anatoly to make him, he's stealing diabetes, he's making heroin.
1: Yeah, that's what he's using diabetes for. Yeah. Like medicine, not
0: diabetes. <laughs> I need some extra diabetes over here. But um like it's it's such a big character switch from we saw him stealing from a ho- for a hospital, for a yeah. children's hospital, giving money to that woman so she really so she can bury her child, not yeah. so much buy him skates. But um it, it was such a dramatic character change. Yeah. So I, I dug it and also I really hope that he and Oliver can reconcile. -hmm. Because it is a, it is a friendship that I've enjoyed seeing. Yeah, uh, especially this season. Like I, I didn't even remember who he was at first. Oh, really? Yeah, and then I was like, oh, he was on the Amazo. I was like, oh my god, yeah, that's right, the boat. You know, it's named after an actual famous DC character that they're probably never going to use. But anyway, (laughs) do you know who Amazo is? No. He's an android that can copy any metahuman or superpower. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty pretty cool character. But um, I, I really hope that him and Anatoly kind of rec- I Make hope up. he I hope he helps Anatoly with whatever the problem is. Yeah, I think that'd be a fun a fun story arc. Yeah, but um, you want to talk about Oliver and Diggle next? Yeah, because th- this is a broken Oliver. He's he's done. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed their interaction this episode mm-hmm. and. If, if anybody's going to call Oliver out on his crap, it's going to be John Diggle. Diggle. Oh, yeah. But what what did you think about Diggle and, and Oliver this episode? You know,
1: their interactions are always really good. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, Diggle even says, like, I've known you for how long? You think you could get away with saying something or do, doing something without me knowing the true meaning? Mm-hmm. He's like, I know who you truly are. Um, he's kind of like the uh, big brother to him like a almost like a father figure
0: i i could see you know? that you know usually they they i could see them more as like considering each other equals and just mutual respect mm-hmm. but the, you know john is definitely the wisest out of the entire group and yeah typically he's the most level-headed but he got really heated this episode he, he was definitely he was like angry yeah um i did love the scene where um chase shows up at oliver's office and quentin's all like what are you what are you yeah. doing like almost ready to, like, fight Prometheus himself. Yeah. But Oliver's like, no, don't.
1: don't. No, like, don't do it because you're going to get your butt
0: kicked. Even Stephen Amell's, like, tone and just demeanor, he felt like a... Ch- he felt so small. Yeah. Like a like a wounded puppy. Like, I'm not trying to demean it. I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. It, it was definitely a, a big takeaway from oh, yeah. the traditional Oliver we get. So I dug it. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I was definitely into it. So, um... What did you think of Oliver not taking up the Green Arrow mantle again? I like it. I do too because it's showing that there are lasting repercussions, that there yeah. are consequences. And I think it's important. That he needs to put that back on to actually fight Prometheus for yeah. the last time. Um, Adrian Chase is turning into one of my favorite villains. So when he's. Oh, yeah, definitely. First of yeah. all, he kills that guy with his pen. Yeah. That was a rough shot. Yeah. And then he's like whistling yep. on the way, and all these cop cars are flying past him. I'm like, that's a terrifying villain. Oh
1: yeah, he, he, like I said, he's he's might be he's up there as either one or two right now.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely as
1: arrow villains. Him and, him and the Slater pretty, pretty yeah. close
0: because I don't even I think Damian Dark's been better as a Legends villain. Yeah. than he was as an arrow villain. Like I loved him as an arrow villain, but I'm having way more fun with him on Legends. I mean, because
1: before this, you know, uh. I, I, Speak for both of us, but correct me if I'm wrong. I it was Slade Wilson, Damian Dark, and then Raz al Ghul. What about Malcolm?
0: I mean... Malcolm's above. Raz al Ghul okay, was, was yeah. their weakest. All right, fair enough. So, so then
1: Damian, Malcolm, Raz. Yeah. Now I think it's going Slade is Slade. one. Slade and Prometheus are pretty 1A, 1B. It depends on how the they finish episode. up with. Yeah, it yeah. depends
0: on how the season ends. Yeah. With, with him, if they could top slate, I'd be surprised though. Yeah, he's a character I really wish would come back, but I think Manu Bennett's got other shows that he's working on and stuff mm-hmm. like that. that. It'd be nice though to see him back. Him and yeah. Captain Boomerang who are just locked up on the N.U. Yeah, right. The only two there, I guess. Oh no, King Shark and uh, Grodd, I guess. Oh uh, yeah. Well, even though King Shark got away, let's put him on the island prison. That won't that won't go poorly at all.
1: Right, he's only a shark.
0: Yeah, and a king. But anyway, um, yeah, like in terms of this episode, though, again, I would have really liked to see Thea.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, the show's doing completely okay without her.
0: Oh, yeah, which is you sad. Know? Which, which um, is kind of sad.
1: But I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see her for quite some time.
0: Yeah. You know? Because she's really Prometheus, she's vigilante. <laughs> right? Imagine. It'd be really uncomfortable. Well, I, we know that's not possible. You know that's not possible. <laughs> but anyway. Um but yeah, I mean definitely a solid follow up and they're continuing their trends of of keeping their episodes consistent, which yeah. is good. Uh Star City ratings on it? Yeah,
1: you go first this time, sir.
0: Uh, I'm going to give this one a 4. Yeah. Um it's it's close to a 4 or 5, mm-hmm. but um it just didn't have the same it factor. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best way to describe it. Like the the, pri- the previous ep- Kabushin or whatever it was called um it had something just so special about it yeah with with the uh, flashbacks especially yeah and like this is this was a great episode but i really it just it was just missing a little something it's hard to put my my
1: yeah no i i agree i i give it a 4 also mm-hmm. um like you said cuz i mean based it off of you know the week before we give the that one a 4.5 this one can't be a 4.5 it's not as good as that one was. Agreed. It was still really good, though. Um, and it, and it's good to see that even as Oliver Queen, he's still, like, scared of Adrian Chase, not just Prometheus now.
0: And he's also still a compelling character. Yeah. Like, he doesn't need to be the Green Arrow for us to enjoy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts on—we covered a lot tonight, so— Six six episodes? Yeah. No, eight episodes. Eight. Eight. Two two of each. Four shows. Two Four shows.
1: Two episodes each.
0: Uh next week we're probably because the show's are gonna be on hiatus.
1: Yeah, for uh, a whole month.
0: For a whole month. So we'll be doing our episode on Legends of Tomorrow. Yep. We'll be recording our Power Rangers episode. Yeah. Coming up tomorrow also. So uh be sure to give a listen to that. We'll have a special guest with that. Anime and
1: I mean Iron Fist.
0: We are gonna do Iron Fist. As much as we kind of don't want to. Yeah. Well, Uh, I mean, I I
1: really want to. Well, well, I'll just Yeah,
0: And uh, that should probably bring us up to about when the show's come back. Yeah. So we do want to hear your thoughts. So, Ronnie, how can people get in touch with us? Um,
1: The best way to do that would be on Facebook. Just search The Multiverse Fancast when you are on the Facebook. If you do not have a Facebook, though, you could always just email us at multiversefancast at gmail.com. You could take us on the go to listen to us by downloading other episodes from the iTunes Podcast app or from the Social Podcast Player or from Podbean. Um, you could also find us on Twitter if you would like to. Just our handle for that is MVFancast. Um any other things when you do listen to us or see us on Facebook, make sure you do like, share, subscribe, comment, review. Star ratings, all that kind of stuff for us. Greatly appreciated. All
0: that jazz. All right, that wraps it up for us tonight. I'm Mags. And I'm Ronnie. And we'll be back in a flash.